Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. This is Scott Simons, and uh, I've got a real treat for you today. Of course, Ramon Ray typically runs with me and my buddy Adam Smith, and we're all here Friday mornings at 8 a.m., 
and I'm actually sitting on my back deck. So I'm sitting on my back deck with my with my two dogs, and uh, I typically would hurry up and get down to the dealership and do this segment from the dealership. But today, I, I stayed and I visited with my son and my wife. My son's got a football game this evening, and we watched some game film, and I got to make sure he's prepared for that game, and he's, he's fully prepared for that game uh, if he would get an opportunity. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm here every Friday morning at 8 a.m., and I typically bring guests with me. And uh, that's no different today. And I'm real honored to have these two gentlemen with me today. And many of the other people from the automotive industry, I see my partner and our, our leader, Liza of Carter Myers Automotive Group, is here with me today. And I see many other friends and faces from, from CMA. And what, what we're going to talk about this morning is we're going to talk about um, Automotive State of the Union, which I'm an investor in and, and believe in the mission of Automotive State of the Union. But we're going to share how... Paul and Kyle started a media company. How did they, what, what was their vision behind it and what it's like to be a disruptor to an industry. And I think every person on here can learn something from these two. They're very sharp. sharp. Obviously, uh, I'm an investor. Liza's an investor. Brian Benstock's an investor. David Long's an investor. Pe Patrick Abed's uh, an investor. Uh, we've got uh, a bunch of, of car people are behind them, so we believe in what they're what they're about and and uh, their mission. Uh, and we also have a conference coming up. And who is that conference? Who would be? Who should attend the conference? And why is this conference different than other conferences? So, uh, Paul, thank you for joining me this morning. And I see Kyle's here with us also. So thank you and welcome to Breakfast with Champions. It's an honor for y'all to be here with us today. Hey, good morning. It's amazing to be here. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks for having us, Scott. Appreciate it. Absolutely, gentlemen. Hey, how does one start a media company? Give us give us the cliff notes of, of, of how does one start a media company? I'm sure there's people that can learn across any industries, but but tell me, tell me what the process is behind that. How, how did you build a media company? And Before Paul starts, the way you start a media company is you eat ice cream <laughs> in the Bellagio. That's how you start a media Man, now. I can do that. I <laughs> love it's kind of true, kind of true. Um, my first answer was going to be by accident. Um, you know, there's I, 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 and Kyle as well. You know, we we subscribe very uh, closely to Gary Vaynerchuk's mentality. Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, kind of legendary entrepreneur, um, has an agency and a big NFT movement and all this stuff. Um, his meant i heard him say this probably eight years ago he said regardless of what company you're running regardless of what business you're in you need to be a media company and what he meant by that was you need to focus your intention on telling your story about why you're doing what you're doing and he didn't put it in these terms but really this is how it plays out and beginning to draw the others close to you that believe the same things so that you can build a community and that you can accomplish things together and the community can serve each other and then can serve other people. And so the media company part is the business execution of, in, in our minds, building a media company really is the business execution of building a substantial and firmly founded community. And so how do you go about that? I think the first step definitely is that like believing in something, believe, and for us, it is really believing that the retail automotive industry and specifically franchise retail auto dealers and independents are 
the glue that holds so many communities across this country together that have um, a stigma attached to them that in some instances are deserved, but in most instances um, are misplaced and believing that that community needs to be unlocked uh, further and also that we need to work together to uh, change the perception um, in, in the just general culture. So, I mean, like, I think it all starts there. I mean, we could keep going on to, we could keep going into the mechanics of how, how it actually happened. I mean, it, it literally started as a COVID lockdown hit and, you know, no one knew what to do. And I did a live stream on LinkedIn. I called it Automotive State of the Union because it needed to sound official if people were going to come, if people were going to show up to it. And just thousands and thousands of people, dealers, industry partners from across the country showed up. Everyone was super gracious. Um, most people didn't know what was going on. Actually, everyone didn't know what was going on. And it was almost, uh, let's see, it was two years ago, two years ago in March or April when that happened. And that was the community part. We had more live stream events than we had an in-person event almost two years ago to the date. So November 12th, 2020, uh, about 90 of us got together in Philly just to, to put a flag in the ground. It was right between lockdowns in Philly. Philly literally locked down again the next day after the, the our little meeting was over. And it was risky trying to pull that off, but we did. And uh, ever since, and Kyle and I met um, early, uh, late 2020, early 2021, realized that we had the same passion and vision. Um, and then to Kyle's point, uh, we were, we were, we threw a little event in Las Vegas, bolted onto another auto conference, and we were standing in the Bellagio eating ice cream because that's whatever we do when we're together. <laughs> it's hard to find ice cream in, in Las Vegas, by the way. And we just, Kyle had an idea on how we could start to deploy even further. And uh, we knew that that was, that was the call. You know, so, and uh, yeah, so that's what I got so far. Kyle, you want to jump in, color that up a little bit? Yeah, so, you know, the, the, the actual beginning of it kind of started at that point. We knew that moving and moving deeper into the community, moving deeper into the content that we were producing to kind of draw this, what we call as a big circle around the entire industry, meaning that, you know, in a lot of industries, what you see is you see kind of a select few getting the majority of the communications. And that happens in, in, in a variety of different ways across industries, but it's specifically in automotive, you know, the majority of the communication, the conversation is, is centered around executives, owners, um, you know, dealer principals, general managers, and even on the uh, what we call industry partner side, which is all of the technologies that, that and, and, and consultant services that dealers use, uh, that it's really kind of an executive layer that is doing all the communications around innovation or creating great customer experiences. So what we wanted to do is dive deeper into making sure that more channels and more people had access to great communications about how to shift the culture and the perception of automotive retail. And so what we began to do is just increase the volume of communication. And, and so we, we built out a daily email uh, drip that has thousands of people subscribed to it, reading that email every single day. Uh, it covers everything from inside of automotive to outside of automotive in a retail uh, kind of mindset. So it's interesting because we have a lot of people that aren't actually in the automotive ecosystem reading that daily email and subscribing to our podcasts and content because it does like it, automotive is is a retail organ retail environment. And so 
people inside and auto, outside of auto can uh, can learn from the insights that we're deriving. Uh, but we we built that out and, and continued to uh, to grow that ecosystem and still continue to today. Uh, but with the intention of going, hey, look, everybody in automotive has something to give to uh, the culture, the innovation, and all of that. And so, Scott, you said uh, you said the word disruptor, and um, and and we we've kind of we've been reframed in in the way that we approach that word. We we've approached it more as like a new entrant because there's a lot of great media publications in automotive, and uh, there's even just a lot of great happening in in automotive from a retail perspective. But our, our desire is to be a new entrant to to gather others together to say, hey, this is a place, this is kind of a flag in the ground that people can gather around, communicate uh, around an intention to bettering the customer experience, shifting the, cult, the, the perception from an outside perspective. Uh, and so it, it's really, you know, uh, building a new audience and not just disrupting what the, uh, the old audience has been, although, uh, you know, those terms get uh, used interchangeably. Um, I think the last point that that is really interesting for us, and as we're building this media company, we've noticed this really key thing happening in the cultural ecosystem, which is that automotive, and if you're in this room and you're like, I've never, I've never heard any, you know, never done anything with automotive, I don't live in the automotive industry, what you're probably seeing in all media outlets, I don't care if it's the Wall Street Journal or CNBC or Fox News or anything, um, you know, even ESPN, everybody is talking about automotive and especially the EV, uh, you know, the upcoming EV, you've got Elon in the news, it's really becoming a part of the pop culture narrative. So we've got this marriage of pop culture and automotive culture happening right now. And so we're, we're attempting to bridge that gap in the way that we communicate. Um, through the type of media, so emails and podcasts and dynamic content on TikTok and Instagram Reels, uh, that kind of bridges the gap in in the cultures of internal automotive and then the broader culture. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that, guys. And and let me ask you something: Why did y'all two choose to partner with each other? Like typically, you partner with people that complement each other. If I'm a visionary, then I want an integrator. So why did y'all choose to partner? Why why y'all two? Uh, I mean, a, a lot of it was just very similar vision, very similar energy. We met um, over the pandemic in uh, in a marketing and like a marketing private marketing Zoom group, I guess I would call it. And um, little by little, we just we just knew knew what he, he, you know each other were about, and um, you know we actually decided. You know, Kyle at the time had come from the dealer side, so he had spent you know it was you know the better part of a decade 13 was it Kyle 13 years yeah 12 12 12 years. 12 years on dealer side you know in all types of positions throughout the dealership in management leadership and marketing and um he he was looking to make a broader impact in the industry because he was just feeling that burning inside and um you know we met for the first time in person after we had known each other you know virtually for about a year and um you know I, I kind of saw him speak at this conference and he kind of saw what I was up to, like in person, right? There's a different energy when you're in person. And we realized on that trip, you know, we just started texting kind of on the way home, like we need to do something together. So what that actually started out as was um, we were going to build a marketing training company. 
because there's no real training in marketing in automotive, like in a unified training, there's lots of sales training and service training, leadership training. And so we formed a company called Contagious Auto, where we were going to build out a marketing training system and try to really make a baseline in marketing so that, you know, we could bring marketers up to speed because we believe kind of the marketing department holds the heart of the dealership, the culture and the message and the vision and the values. And, uh, that's when we realized really quickly that automotive state of the union was the opportunity to work together and make the bigger, broader impact. So, um, contagious auto now is just a small consulting firm that Kyle and I, you know, work with some dealers, um, on a, on a more, um, direct and kind of intimate basis. And, um, you know, I think what we learned as we move on is that Kyle is far better at operations than I am. Um, we, our skill sets overlap quite a bit. They really do. And there's not, there's not like a distinct, I would say the most distinct difference is, is just Kyle is a very analytical and operational mind. And I was telling my wife this last night, she's like, oh, so how's, you know, cause I've been, I've been kind of like a blob of, uh, of just spent energy when I've gotten home over the last few weeks, just because we've been working so hard putting this conference on. And my wife was like, how's Kyle holding up? I was like, he's probably feeling pretty similar. And I told her, I was like, I am so impressed at his ability to execute. I used to think that I ran fast and that I could get a lot done. I was like, and he's just like broadened my horizons to the next level. So I think there's synergy there, right? Because if we both had exactly the same skill set, um, it just won't work to your point, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. So what has been your biggest challenge for people that want to go down this route and start a community? What, what has been your biggest challenge so far? Kyle, you get take that. What's your big? What's been your biggest challenge? Yeah, I mean, it's you. I think for me, it's the like overcoming the expectation of the the. Oh, it'll just work right off the bat, and <laughs> you know, because because you have these Damn, great dreams, good. and and you watch you 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 watch other people, and you're like, oh, they've done X, and so if we copy X, it's gonna work <laughs> in our ecosystem. And recognizing like, oh no, we have to shift and make our and and build off our own problems and challenges. Like for instance, you know, we we we've kind of taken this, you know, uh, like one microcosm of that is this referral network in in newsletters. It's a it's a very typical thing in some of uh, the most progressive like daily email newsletters to kind of create this referral program. And um, we've seen other ecosystems, especially outside of auto build build a lot of their base off of referral programs and so they they grow their subscriber list so purely off of that but what we realized real quickly is like hey that's a long haul to get there through just a referral network and it create and and it requires a lot of intention to do that um and and it d wasn't just like oh boom now we have you know another 5000 subscribers cuz our 5000 all referred one person uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen that way and um even even things like creating content you know there's a um there's uh kind of like a uh there's tried and true practices that you can look at through you know linkedin or instagram which are kind of our two biggest biggest platforms because that's where a lot of automotive folk uh live and recognizing that everything that's worked for anyone in the past wasn't going to work for us because of the type of content and the type of communication that we wanted to have and so we had to literally two months into creating content on LinkedIn, completely shift our game plan, uh, totally like dial in something completely altogether different. And it's still taken us, you know, six to seven months to really find the algorithm and, and, and 
get people integrated into seeing that content on a daily basis. So it wasn't just overnight, oh, repeat something else that someone else did, and it, and it takes that timeline. So I think that's been the, the thing, like constantly just going to the team, hey, look, n just take the next step, try the next thing, and that that's gonna be the, the, the thing that, that drives us forward. Gosh, I couldn't, I couldn't, that, I didn't know what I was gonna say, Kyle, but you nailed it, right? The biggest challenge is overcoming the expectation that it's gonna work right out of the gate. And as, as long as, I mean, I've been, this is this year marks my 20th year in business, right? This is my third business, maybe fourth, I don't know. But I still have, I'm a very optimistic and positive person. As you know, if you know me and you're on this call, you, you understand that. And the weakness, like every, every strength comes with a weakness, right? Right on the other side of optimism, just a hair step on the other side of the line of optimism is disillusionment, right? Right. And so it's like, maybe disillusionment isn't the word. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, is, is like blind optimism, right? It's, it's the thought that it's all going to work out and you can kind of be aloof. It's actually maybe aloof is better a better word. On the other side of optimism could be aloofness. And you just think like, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I right? Did. Like, oh, man, it's going to work. And you get in there and you're like, yeah, it didn't work the next time. Well, it's going to work. It's going to work. And so the, the reality of the long haul and like no stranger to the fact that building something of, of value takes time, right? It never happens overnight. It never happens fast. But, um, you know, and it's like, so really the challenge is how do we blend that that truth with also you want your team and i believe that our team and kyle and i specifically believe that we can literally accomplish anything in business anything with this media company if we focus on it because we just kind of believe our team has what it takes to do that so balancing those things has definitely been a big challenge yeah that's that's a really really great share and uh, this is scott simons and you're in the breakfast for champions room and this morning, we've got Kyle and Paul here with us today, and we are talking about the Automotive State of the Union. We're going to get into a conference that's coming up uh, here very soon in Philadelphia. Who should attend? Why is this conference different than other conferences? Is it just for automotive people, or, or should uh, people in any industry come to this conference? Uh, but before we get there, gentlemen, and please share this room out if you would. Obviously, if you missed the beginning of it, you can go to the podcast, Breakfast with Champions, uh, dot live and you can go back and listen to uh, to this but if you please share this out in the clubhouse streets and across social media if you're getting anything out of this follow the speakers also go and tag us on any social media post we would sincerely appreciate that because we're truly here just trying to serve you and provide insight into two very successful gentlemen very sharp um, and and are leading a a charge and a mission uh, so gentlemen let me ask you this question why was it important to get dealers as investors, as, as partners in this mission? I mean, you've got the David Longs, the Liza Borses, the Brian, the Brian Benstocks, the Patrick Abads, you know, you've got uh, some, some really big names in the auto industry and somehow I snuck in there, but, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I think, I think I just got on default because I'm Liza's partner, but Hey man, I, I don't question <laughs> not it. Let's true, roll. Not true. Let's, not let's true. roll. <laughs> Um, but, you know, how did you get those dealers to buy into your vision and why was it important to partner with dealers? I think it's always important to um, it, it was a very it was a very strategic and purposed decision. 
um, you can take if you if you have like a good plan and you have some some track record, you know, you can get money from anywhere. Um, a lot of investors will invest in someone they think like, okay, yeah, that horse will run. I'll, I'll go that way. But for us, it's very easy to be separated from what the actual problem is if you're on the outside just theorizing what will fix it. And, you know, I think this is the, the, the trouble a lot of um, kind of consultants get into, um, a lot of, you know, people who post advice on LinkedIn and social media can get into, and that is, you know, that theory is easy because, it, you know, a think tank world is easy because there's no burden to execute and there's a, a substantial delay between what you're saying and what actually is happening on the ground. So, you know, for Kyle and I, we were like, dealers need to understand that this media company is dealer owned, that this media company has its hands in the dirt every single day. And we knew that partnering with amazing dealers would give us that level of buy-in and insight, like real-time insight into what you're struggling with. It would give us exposure and proximity. And we don't think that we can do the big thing that we wanna do, which is change the culture and perception of retail automotive. If the dealers, the notable dealers, the ones who aren't just you know promoting idealism, but the ones who are actually doing it, and we can point to them doing it, as saying like, you can't tell me it's idealistic because it's actually happening. And that that's the biggest reason. That's the biggest reason we knew we needed to find people and that, that had hands in the dirt every day. And on top of that, obviously just some of the most amazing leaders and operators and some of the most caring people we know, um, you know, and it really maybe was, a, was Kyle and my's ploy to just be closer to you all so that we could kind of absorb some of your wisdom and energy on a regular basis. Well, I sincerely appreciate the opportunity, and uh, trust me, quite a few people reached out to me afterward and, afterwards, and they were like, "Scott, why didn't you hook me up, bro? Like, I wanted to get involved. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to be a part of this. And man, why, why didn't you let me know? I said, "Hey, like, there was a limited opportunity. There wasn't, you know, they were raising X amount of capital, and uh, I was honored they asked. And uh, I found out, but you know, of course, I, I knew who y'all were." Uh, but, but through social media, man, this powerful thing called social media. And then I, I researched your mission. Uh, then I found out who the, I, I knew who the horse was. And then I knew who the other people that were participating. And then I said, daggone, you know, can I invest more? So, uh, I know there's going to be some, I know there's going to, as we grow, there's going to be opportunities for other investors as we do capital raises and different things as you grow a company. Absolutely. So Absolutely. there will be other opportunities for everybody out there that are listening that will that will align with our mission. Um, so so uh, hang tight for for uh, for future announcements. But anyway, Scott. Yes, Scott. Fantastic day, buddy. Joe Leonard here. I want to be a part of whatever you are. Thank you, brother. I, Joe, <laughs> Joe, I appreciate that. Joe is one of our, he works for Venn Solutions with which Carter Myers Automotive Group has been partnered with Venn Solutions for a very long time. And uh, Joe goes above and beyond uh, for his clients. I mean, we just took over. Um, we just uh, merged and acquired Billy Craft. Uh, Honda, Hyundai, and Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, which takes us to 23 stores in in West Virginia, Virginia, and then we're going to uh, be opening an open point up in Maryland, which takes us to 24. And uh, Joe drove all the way to Lynchburg just to say, "Hey, how can I serve you? What can I do to help?" Now, 
he's not technically assigned to our account, um, but he drove all the way down just to say, hey, how can I serve you? And those are the type of partners that we want, you know, that 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 uh, provide superior customer service and truly care about their their customers. So so, Joe, thank you so very much. Ramon, I think you built a media company or two, haven't you? Um, you probably, when they were going through the process of how they built their media company, you're probably just wanting to unmute and, and, and put your two cents on it. You built a couple. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. Hey, Kyle and uh, Paul, good to roll with you all again. What's up, Adam? Good to see you here. Yeah, I built uh, smallbiztechnology.com, which I sold, smarthustle.com, which I sold, and I just launched zoneofgenius.com, which is making no money, self-funded. I'm so freaking excited about it. And so my question for you, Kyle and Paul, and by the way, Joe, get a number and stand in line to work with Scott and invest with him. Get a number and stand in line, said that lovingly and jokingly. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Kyle and Paul, can you talk a bit about the revenue model? I think there's two broad ways media companies make money. There could be others, and I want to learn from you all, but, you know, sponsorships and advertising and things of that nature, that's my model. Other ways, as the Gary Vee and others talk about, where every business should be a media company, there's something behind it that they're selling. You know, David Hill's case, master of sales training real estate. He has He could create media and content to drive a funnel towards that. So curious for us, so too. How do you all see it, or is it a mixture? Do you have a hardcore product you're selling in the back end, or do you are you seeking sponsors and sponsored content? You know, brought to you by PayPal or brought to you by a podcast company. Can you talk about the money making a bit, please? Yeah. So the majority, uh, I would say, ninety five percent of our uh, of our revenue model is driven off of sponsor revenue, um, and you know that's uh, uh, that's intentionally so that. It, the content and media uh, that we're building can be accessible um, to people that might not have access to the funds to be able to, you know, do repeats learning or, or subscriptions, especially in the automotive uh, world. Uh, so we're, we're driven by that. Um, we we do host events, so we're hosting this live event. Uh, we're, we'll be hosting, you know, regional events into 2023 as we build out. Uh, the entire offering, uh, so ticket sales uh, for uh, for events will will come as well from the automotive uh, personnel realm, uh, and then uh, the the final revenue sources is we will be uh, looking to do some broad scale media, so some larger scale media, uh, so it might be a revenue source uh, from ad dollars outside of like direct sponsorships, um, and then you know uh, we're we're. The, the goal is to head toward things like YouTube monetization as well and build in uh, kind of like some R&D resources in, in some smaller uh, some smaller media plays there. Uh, but we, we definitely want to to keep content as as free as we possibly can uh, for the user and, and drive through through sponsorships and, and ads uh, on on all of our platforms. You know, we've got uh, three podcasts at this point. We'll be launching another uh, five to six in the next 12 months, uh, so that those will be revenue opportunities as well. Uh, so it's it's really tapping in primarily to sponsor e uh, income. One of the things that we are going to do differently a little bit is, you know, the majority of automotive media derives 100% of their sponsor income from companies within the automotive world. So uh, tech partners and, and industry partners that that cater to dealers. Uh, but we've actually started to reach out and and we're looking outside of our ecosystem because we know anywhere that what there's people gathered, there's retail opportunity. Uh, so if you know, you've got 
uh, a clothier or a uh, or a, a card system like a Mastercard system or an Apple Card or or anything like that. It's a it's a prime opportunity to to grab retail attention as well. And so we're, we're, we'll be looking for those opportunities in the future, uh, which is a maybe you have good. like energy drinks, right, Kyle? Like if you have, if you have an energy, energy drink company, drinks, you know, that would be perfect like in the auto world, right? If there's <laughs> anyone that can do an energy drink, Lundy's got more energy than anyone I ever. No, I mean we got to come up with a name for this, Glenn. You need an energy drink. We got. Hey, you. hey, guys, we most definitely need to tap Glenn Lundy, the founder of this room and in this movement, and a very good friend. And he's a he works with Carter Myers Automotive Group. Actually, uh, works with our leaders and works with all of our associates. Uh, is a very dear friend. And uh, and uh, Glenn, you know, when when the next capital race comes up, brother, we most definitely want people like you involved with uh, with our mission. Um, and great to great to hear your bro. Voice, I brother. tried to get in on the last one. They wouldn't I let know, me bro. in. Me. Like, nah, <laughs> I know, bro. I'm, I like, hey, I'm hey. like, okay, okay, let me know. Oh, yeah, Glenn, Glenn's been guys. trying to start a dealership ever since. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, we got you, bro. I got you, bro. You're the first. You're the, when I when I get knowledge, you're the first. The first phone call, brother. The first one. But we also have some other investors in here. I see Patrick. Hey, Scott. This, David. Yeah, go ahead, Ramon. Yes, guys, after you do that, I wanted to ask one more question that will be helpful to the whole BWC stage. So finish that. Talk no, about no. who else is here, and then no. I want to jump in. No, Ramon, go right ahead. I'm gonna, I want to okay, ask cool. next after you go, please, because you bring so much value. I'm going to ask the investors from the investor standpoint, why did they get involved? So I know why Liza and myself, and you know, if Liza's available, I know we have a lot of the investors here. But, Ramon, go right ahead. Let's wrap up your part of it, because uh, I know I want to learn, too. I always learn from you. Go ahead. Sure, appreciate that, but yeah. And by the way, Paul and Kyle, and, and let me know as well on the sponsorship side. Love to introduce you to Zoho, Dell, Microsoft, AT&T, all these brands I work with. Love to bring them to the So Two family. But uh, Paul or Kyle, just can you give like a three-minute masterclass? I know time is short, maybe three minutes or too short, but just to talk to the BWC stage about the guts, the nitty-gritty, whatever you want to pick about content, WordPress, blogs, microphone, podcast. Which network do you use? What's your team look like? Do you use Canva or not? Professional designers. I know I throw a lot at you. There's no time for all of it but maybe just take two or three top level things uh you know what's the day-to-day -day look like you know kyle does a podcast then what happens paul does a blog post then what happens how do you strip that sucker apart and distribute it so i know it's a lot but maybe pick one or two things just to give us a tip or knowledge because many people on here are creators they may not have blogs as big as i so too or even what i'm building at zone of genius.com but i think they can learn from you all with how you're creating content let's do that maybe or amplify it and then back to you scott thanks brother all right everybody get your notepads out i'm going to give you the proper definition of content creation at scale h-a-r-d space w-o-r-k it is unbelievably hard work to create content at scale it seems like like we love what we do we love making content at the end of the day we i mean there are time we've launched a new podcast called auto collabs and we still have 10 episodes we've launched it like what four weeks ago and we have like 20 episodes 30 minute 20 30 minute episodes out there are two dropping every single day live on linkedin at noon and facebook at noon and then auto collabs on you know your favorite podcast platform we record the podcast. We do a daily morning show every single day, Monday through Friday, called The Automotive Troublemaker. Um, we film content throughout the day. Whenever we're on the road, we're filming content. We're going to create an insane amount of content from a SoduCon that's going to be next week. We take the content. We try to get it on as many platforms as possible. We 
cut it up and put it on social media. And when you say cut it up, right, we take little pieces of it, give it some context with a header, write copy. Good copy is incredibly important. It always falls apart at the copy. You know, you can't just post something and not give it context, especially on LinkedIn. LinkedIn loves well-written, thoughtful, written-for-humans copy. And then we, you know, little by little, we've, we have a small team here that produces, you know, visual content from the audio in our podcast. And if you go on, you know, go to LinkedIn is the best place to go. I mean, you go to Instagram too. LinkedIn is ASOTU, A-S-O-T-U. Um, Instagram is Automotive State of the Union. And you'll see a lot of kind of, you know, fun and artful depictions of what it is that we're saying, right? So you'll hear our voices from the podcast and then you'll see, you know, images and words and stuff popping up on the screen to kind of push the message down. So, I mean, I don't know that that's a masterclass, but it's probably three minutes. <laughs> it was good enough for me. Scott, back to you. Thank you, brother. Scott, back to you. Yeah, I hope everybody was taking notes there. And that's a wonderful, wonderful share with great information. But we've got some of the other investors here. We have David, we have Patrick. I know Liza, I don't know if she's available and if I'm missing anybody else. But would any of the investors like to uh, unmute, say your name and why you chose to to invest in this company and mission? Is anybody available like to speak? Hey, Scott, it's Liza. Hey, Liza. Good morning. Good morning. This has been a fantastic interview of two of my favorite people being interviewed and one of my favorite people doing the interviewing. Um, <laughs> thank you for bringing these guys on. And Scott, I want to reflect back on something that I can't remember if it was Kyle or Paul said, um, but they were looking for investors who believed in their mission. And I'm actually sitting here, I was listening to you all as I'm setting up about to do a video on the reason that the franchise system and automotive needs to stay strong and what it does for our country, for our customers and for our communities. And so you all have just inspired me to make sure that I do the best job I can in the next 20 minutes to share this message because, you know, there's a lot of people in this room that, that aren't involved in automotive. At least they think they're not. But one of the best things about this industry is that we touch pretty much every single person in this country. And, and what we do every day matters in people's lives. If they don't have safe, reliable transportation that meets their families or their personal needs, they can't get where they want to go in life. And the message that Kyle and Paul are sharing through Asodu and through this media company, as you know, just so well aligns with who we want to be at CMA, but I think who our whole industry is. And, and sharing that story, I just couldn't be more proud to be a partner with them and, and with you. So, Scott, thank you this morning. Liza, we appreciate you and we, we appreciate uh, everything you pour into us, all the training that you provide, uh, all of our associates, you know, the, the mission to move lives forward and, you know, owners just care more and the opportunity that you've given me and so many others, uh, you know, you gave me an opportunity back in 2010 that I could only dreamed of, uh, both you and Carter and, uh, you know, and I just sincerely appreciate that. And on behalf of all the associates that are owners of the company, which is rare, we're ESOP. Uh, we, we appreciate you and all the time you give to VADA, NADA, and just work tirelessly, you know, following right in your dad's footsteps, which is, I know one of your heroes and, and one of mine also, uh, Mr. Carter Myers, which is, uh, you know, I, he just, I look up to him so much. But, um, and thank you for sharing that. And I know you're just gonna kill that video and I can't wait to share it out so we can spread the word. Would any other investors uh, like to unmute and just say your name and, and, and 
and share why you chose to to follow this mission of the Automotive State of the Union. Hey, good morning, Scott. Good morning, everybody. It's Patrick. Hey, um, so it, it's actually, it was kind of, when I joined um, with Kyle and Paul in this deal, it was actually super, super selfish, to be honest. Um, we were we were at a dinner one night. They were telling me what they were trying to build, and 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 anybody who knows them knows they're two of the brightest individuals in the in, on this planet, especially not just in automotive, but really in life. I just love being attached to those guys. And when I heard the network of people that were going to be involved in this deal, selfishly, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could be able to like get close to these people and like download so much information from them, and I can make my business better, and and I can make my life better, and 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 that's where it started. And now what's crazy is how it's evolved over however long we've been together now, how it's evolved into like this personal accountability piece, right? Um, to where, you know, there's some really awesome people doing some really awesome things. And when, when we talk and when we're in these groups and we're on Clubhouse and when I'm meeting with Gun Lundy and I'm talking to Paul, Paul and Kyle, like, I never want to fail now. Like, I never want to say, yeah, I tried something and I failed or, or I, uh, or I, you know, I, I, I took a chance and I failed or I, I never want to fail. Like, oh, no, we went backwards this month. No, I never want to do that now because there's really amazing people in this circle, uh, in this network within Asoto and, and all the dealers, like people are looking at us and like there's this whole next level of personal accountability now. So I really I mean, I, I, I'm super pumped about where we're going, what we're doing with it. And, and, and I'm just glad and just super blessed to be part of it. So thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know how I'm out in the club, boy, you don't want to be calling him out in front of all, all his friends. Patrick's like, no, I can't have that. That's what I love about Patrick. He's amazing. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who, who Patrick is, Patrick is one of the best general managers in the automotive industry. Um, he uh, runs Beaver Toyota, which we're going to go down and visit. And I, I tell you how the auto industry has evolved. I remember in a, a time when I was in the auto industry, very immature, where the other dealers were our enemy, where we were enemies. We we tried to take their people. We 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 you know almost wished that they failed. At least the the toxic environment that I was in. And you know if you're in the environment, and you're in a bad environment. You pick up some of those bad habits. And man, the auto industry has changed so much. We visit each other's stores. We share best practices. Patrick said, hey, Scott, would you please come down and talk to my team? But first, I said, Patrick, can we come and check out your operations? And he is known as having the Disneyland of car dealerships at Beaver Toyota, the Disneyland. And he is one of the best operators in the auto industry. And I, I am in the auto industry, and I, I know. Plus, he's just a good good human being that truly cares about his people. But we go back, and we, we share uh, information. So he said, I said, Patrick, can I come down and check out your operations on how you're purchasing all these cars from directly from consumers he said <laughs> he said come down he said bring your team down he said actually while you're down would you talk to my team about how to sell through social media because you just kill it on social media build your machine this and this said, brother i'll do it so i'm going to break take down my leaders more than likely when glenn goes in business with the 800 club and i'm going to go I'm down with my leaders baby. and we're going to go down and visit my team's going to learn from patrick's team and then I'm going to try to share something with his team to help them. And ladies and gentlemen, this didn't happen before. I don't know what year it changed, but I'm so glad I'm part of that change. And this is what auto dealers do is they, they try to help each other. How can well, I we mean, make each other better? 
this is uh hate to run out we got to go run our show uh this morning scott this is exactly the point right this is exactly the point on why we started a sodu because i don't know how many people and i i just don't know who knows who but when we when kyle and i you know met patrick and we're working with him and like it we were like more people need to know about what patrick's doing over here and and so like even getting him like bringing what he's doing to the forefront so he can make these connections and relationships and people start to work together and share best practices and on and on and on like that's how it works and let me just put this down for the record patrick is was the first money into a sodu because kyle and i literally just had thought of what we were going to do with the sodu and we were having dinner with patrick and we're sitting there we're like hey we're thinking of this and patrick goes can i venmo you right now and Kyle and I left on the flight home. We were like, I think this is going to work, right? Like, because we knew that it just hit a nerve. So um, incredibly grateful for Patrick. You all have Patrick to thank for giving us the the mojo and confidence we needed to start actually asking other investors and putting it together. And Scott, I just want to thank you so much for having us on the show this morning. I can't wait to be with so many of you at a SodaCon next week. Uh, Mr. Glenn Lundy is going to be doing his morning show. Uh, live from a SodaCon, which anyone in his community is welcome to come for free. So if you're in the greater Philadelphia area, you want to get up early and you want to get out on Tuesday, September 13th to experience Rise and Grind in person. And uh, Scott, thank you so much. You're a class act. Hey, hey, no problem at all. And thank you all, gentlemen. Uh, we we appreciate you. We, we enjoy working with you. Of course, I'm going to be one of the speakers. Also, Glenn Lundy. Uh, there's a bunch of us that's going to be going to um, Philadelphia you know, for the big event. And I strongly suggest anybody in automotive, uh, please join us. There's, there's tickets that's still available. Um, this is quite a bit different than any other conference that you've been to, the way it's set up, the way that it's brought to you. And uh, of course, I'd love to shake your hand and, and snap a pic with you and uh, share any of my knowledge that I can. I'm going to be talking about the power of social media, you know, how, how I've made contacts such as Chase Hero you know, Jake Paul and how I'm delivering TRXs all over the United States. Uh, I literally just had a gentleman fly in from California, buy a TRX, and then drive it all the way back. And he documented his process on the way back. Um, and I think it was 2,600 miles in between Virginia and where he was going in, in California. So I'm going to talk about the power of social media and how to train your team to be a business within the business which has all uh, been taught by me through Cellcology, and, and uh, I'm going to share whatever I can. But who else would like to unmute uh, this morning and share anything that they've learned or ask any questions that they may have about us, about this conference or about the auto industry? Just say your name. Hey, Scott. Make a statement or ask a question. Go right ahead. Hey, Scott. Joe here. If Patrick's still on, I'd like to ask him a question. Sure. Patrick, you still there, buddy? Yep, I'm here. Go ahead, Joe. All right, so Patrick... So, Patrick, you know, um, a lot of people don't know, but you just became the number one Toyota dealer in the state of Georgia, right? Congratulations. So my question to you then is how do you plan to leverage the knowledge gained from a SODU to maintain that status? Well, that's well, the cool part about automotive is it's a game that's played every single day. Um, and that's what I love about it, right? So the no, here's the deal the, the soto and especially the conference itself um the amount of amazing brains that's going to be there 
Um, I think it goes back to my original statement. It's that personal accountability that there's things that people are doing in other dealerships. There's people doing things across the country that like I need to put into place and I need to, I need to try to do it a little bit better than they are. Right. So when we get in this big circle of knowledge and we're sharing information and we're sharing best practices and, and, you know, new technology and, and all these things that are going on, um, when, when it's shared, you got to do something with it, right? And I think because of that personal accountability to want to be better because so many people are looking at you in your circle, I think when you take that knowledge and you do something with it and you have that personal accountability, I think that's that's that right there will continue to push me, which makes me push my leaders, which makes me push who they're leading, which makes them push who they're leading. Hope that makes sense, Joe. No, fair enough, but I can tell you one thing is that um, I've been out of retail for a while, but we all used to know each other through like dealer exchanging, but we wouldn't really share ideas, I think, out of fear that, you know, you don't want somebody to have an edge on you. But now look at it. Dealers are collaborating. It's like a brotherhood. I can tell you that in pseudo, the night, the first night that's the reception is being done at a dealership. You don't get that anywhere else. That was really kind of cool to see that's part of the plan. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. We're going to Sioko, which is in Philadelphia. It's a very large Subaru store that is on basically a couple of city blocks. So yeah, the first night of the conference will be there. It's uh, the the uh, September 11th through 13th in in Philadelphia. And I tell you, I'm going to talk about personal branding and and uh, share how uh, we sell about 45% of our vehicles through relationship sales, not transactional sales. And if you're a transactional sale, we want to turn the next transaction into a relationship sale by, by uh, forming a relationship with you and providing superior customer service. And I tell you, the, the master of personal branding is my friend, my longtime friend and uh, a mentor to me, my Uncle G. Hey, Uncle Grant Cardone. How you doing, brother? I understand you're having a conference out there in, in Arizona that just wrapped up, and I understand you absolutely killed it. Glenn has done nothing but bragged about your conference. Are you able to, to share a little bit with us this morning? Hey, good morning, everybody. Scott, how you doing? Hey, just fine, brother. It's uh, I'm, I'm doing great, man. Hey, have uh, 10X, have we got dates and stuff for 10X yet for this year? Yeah. We're coming up here. February, 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 February something. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I will. I will be there. It's been. Uh, okay. It's been too long. I need to. I need to shake your hand and uh, and and catch up with you. I'm. I'm following Let's you on it. social media, and I appreciate you calling in and pouring into our team for a sales meeting. I tell you, Grant's such a great guy. He he texted me in the morning and said, "Hey, you know how you been?" I said, "Hey, brother, you mind giving about ten minutes to our team?" He said, "Put me on speaker. Let's go." And man, I tell you what, you just left a big impression in my team, and uh, you know, a, a lot of my success that I've had. Uh, I attribute it to you, uh, some of my practices about investing in, you know, cash flowing uh, assets such as real estate. And, uh, man, I remember when uh, when I snuck you into the Honda meeting way back in the day and I put you as an associate. People are like, who's this? Who's Grant Cardone with? And they're like, hey, he's you know, you can't bring him in here. And I said, yeah, he he works with our dealership. Yeah, he's he's part of our team. I can bring him in here. Do you remember that? I've been sneaking in back doors most of my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> now you just now you just kick down the front door. Hey, but we're talking. I tell you know I I, I told my wife I said you know I'm just gonna keep sneaking in in back. I remember I used to go to the the National Auto Dealer Association meeting and 
then then we quit going to them because I felt like they weren't treating me right. Like all of you in the room, if you've ever felt like you, nobody pays attention to you, they don't recognize whatever greatness you have in you. Uh, that's the story of my life. And and um, I, I said, you know, I remember going over there. I'm like, these people will not listen to me. I'm like telling them the way they can, but they wouldn't listen. If you guys have ever been around somebody that won't listen to you when you know you have something that can help them, it's really frustrating. And what, what happened for me was it made me feel bad about myself. You know, it really made me doubt myself. And uh, yeah, I, I said, if I ever go back there, they're going to have to pay me a lot of money to go back there. And I'm, and I'm sure they, I'm but, sure they would, they would love to do that. That's why you basically started well, 10X, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So because we, we, I was doing events and then somebody, somebody would ask me to speak at an event and you know, those are hard. They're, they're hard on speakers, right? Because you, you, and I'm not a speaker. I was running a business. I'm not a public speaker. People call me a speaker, but I'm not really, uh, it's not my, this year we might do two, we might be do one or two gigs where I'm speaking at somebody else's event and one of them will be charity. So when people would ask me to go speak, you know, we'd be like, yeah, we'll, we'll go. And then we'd work the fee out. And then for, for some reason, no matter what, uh, they would complain about something I did, didn't do, whatever, right? So I'm like, I'm done doing these uh, speaking events. We're go- I'm just going to, we'll do our own event, and then I'll complain about everybody else. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I remember sneaking you in, and everybody's like, it was just, it was just funny. But, uh, yeah, I've yeah, known but you I'm for a up, really you know, long time. And the other thing, Glenn, I'm waking up this morning, man, realizing I'm reading some of the, the news from last night, realizing that I am now a threat to America, I guess. For for for, you know, I don't I don't know if you saw the speech last night, but it got it got pretty, seemed pretty attackful. I didn't see it. What 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 was it? Uh, 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 Mr. Biden, our president, just you know slammed anybody uh, that doesn't have views consistent with his. Ah, Threat, threat to America and to democracy. I mean, yeah, I saw that. I just, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. I I'm, saw that. I'm so Ramon. sick of the politics, man. The politics are, you know. Anyway, uh, good morning, breakfast, America. Uh, breakfast for champions of, the, of of America and worldwide. I just came in the room because I saw so many of my friends here. Hey, hey we are thanks talking. Thanks for an awesome event this weekend, Scottsdale, man. That was that was amazing. And extra thanks for including me on your uh, on your building tour. On uh, Tuesday morning, man, that was really special mm. to be able to to be able to hang out with guys. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, thanks. And and you know that that's a the, me and uh, I was on my way to go about seven o'clock in the morning, go looking up office building in Scottsdale, and Glenn was working out next to me, and I said, "Hey, you want to go with me?" Uh, that that deal is not going to happen, Glenn. We, we actually made an offer on something down the street uh, that was a hundred thousand feet bigger. The Goldman and Sachs building? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, it's 256,000 square feet. So I'll know this week whether we get it or not. I think there's a real good chance. But it's already done. We can move. I can, I'll get cash flow from that deal, uh, you know, 30 days after I close on it. <laughs> that's amazing. Man. As opposed to the other one that's going to take. The other one, I said, Brandon, what are you doing, dude? I, we don't need this project. It's going to be 18 to 24 months before we're in it. It's amazing though how that other one popped up, right? You hit the broker, and then you were like, "What's that building over there?" They were like Goldman Sachs, 
then you called the other broker guy and he's like that one's coming up like it was cool how you know yeah. if we if we wouldn't have gone to the one you wouldn't have found out about the other one as quickly exactly i tell you you know to watch your transition over your career and the growth you know whenever we all have people that we meet in life we know that there's something just special about them you know when i met grant i said you know he was you know, uh, training car dealers. And when you meet these people, we just talked to two, you know, Paul and Kyle that started Automotive State of the Union, which is going to disrupt the the auto industry and the, and the media company and the automotive news and the giants in the industry. And it's a media company owned by the dealers for the dealers. And, you know, to see, you know, your growth and your journey and your career, you know, just every time I see you uh, win, you know, I just smile because even the first time I met you, um, I knew that you were you were going to do great things, even bigger things. And you had the, the guts to go and go for it and not listen to the people and not listen and people push you down. And for someone that's known you that 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 long and you're a captivating person because you have to be, you know, you have to get attention. But for someone that truly knows the person that you are and how generous of a person you and your lovely wife are and how kind y'all been to me and others, man, I just, I love seeing you win, brother. Oh, thank you, Glenn. I appreciate it. Love seeing you win too, man. Love, I like seeing everybody win. Absolutely. So we have uh, this morning, we've got about five minutes before we turn it over to Amelia Antonetti. And I do not want to run over on uh, her time because she is an absolute rock star in her segments just uh, bring so much value and I learned so much from her but does anybody want to unmute and ask a question about what we talked about this morning uh, we have about five minutes maybe make a comment any of the moderators maybe has a question for our panel up here uh, go right ahead just unmute say your name go ahead I'm sure someone's got a question for Grant Cardone or, or Ramon Ray or Glenn Lundy or myself just unmute and say your name go ahead this is Ramon uh, Scott. I, I got a ton question. of questions. You know what? Whoever said I have a quick question, I would just lay in the floor for you. It is all you. Go. <laughs> hey, Ramon, it's Shante. Listen, how do you know when it's time to disrupt in your industry? Like, how do you know when you just need to say, all the hell with it? Excuse my French. But it's time for me to disrupt the way things have been done. I think uh, what, the reason why Paul and Kyle decided to go with Automotive State of the Union, um, they visited with dealers. And they listened to the dealers about some of the issues that the dealers were having, and they wanted to give us a voice. So, you know, an industry that has, you know, publications and media companies like Automotive News have been around for a very long time. And I think they just wanted some new and refreshing ideas. Like we just shared how I'm going to go to Beaver Toyota and learn their process on how they buy cars from consumers, plus many other things from Patrick and his team. You know, that didn't happen before. You know, that, that didn't happen at all. So you have more dealer collaborations because guess what? Our real competition is not is not each other. Our real competition is the Carvanas, the CarMaxes, these big corporate giant companies that are coming in and, and trying to, you know, uh, the Teslas. They're trying to come in and disrupt the franchise models, which the franchise models are great for the consumer. We fight over your business. Well, at least we did when we had inventory and we give so much to the local communities and we employ so many people. I mean, who's going to sponsor, you know, little Johnny's baseball team or Sarah's soccer team? You know, who's going to employ the people in your local markets? Well, it's us. And, and we touch almost every consumer in this country. So I think there was a need for it um, because there needed to be change. 
And if you don't change and you don't constantly look for better ways to do things, you get stale, you get stagnant, you get, you get the industry passes you by. So I think it was the right time. And I think it's led by the right people. And they've got a heck of a community behind them when you've got the Brian Ben Stocks and the Liza Borsuses and the Patrick Abads and the David Longs. So go ahead, Ramon. Hope you hope you answered your question. Well, yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, I was just I was going to ask several things. But I think one thing I'll just say I was going to take a shot, Scott Simons. I was going to take a big shot. New York City is a bastion of progressism and progressive progressive ideals, and it's a great city, though. What would it take, Scott, for Glenn Lundy, Scott Simons, Amelia, uh, Barbara Majeski, and Grant? to uh, come to New York City and do a big event. Would that, uh, would that be doable, like a precursor even to 10X, inviting some New Yorkers to come and visit Grant in February, but we do a big event in New York City. This is my town, I own the city. I'll have to leave that up uh, to Grant. <laughs> typically, his, uh, typically, his, uh, typically his events are out in, uh, out in Las Vegas. A couple no, I'm saying Florida. Grant speaking uh, at it only, Grant speaking at it. Grant just coming and speaking for 30 <laughs> minutes to an hour. In New York City. Hey, if there's any, if, we'll if there's the, the, place, the place will be empty. The place will be empty if all I do is speak out. So, <laughs> all right, all right. It'll be empty. It will be because who's going to promote the thing? Oh, so, I know how to promote. If you have me promoting it. Oh, it'll be oh, promoted. You know how to promote, huh? Oh, yeah. What's the biggest room you ever filled up? About a thousand on my own. On my own. About a thousand. Okay. Okay. How big, what, what, what's the big place to do to do something over there? In New oh, we York? got Marriott, Madison Plaza. Square Garden, yeah, MSG, Jack. Madison yeah, Square Madison Garden. Square. We got it. We got to do Madison <laughs> Square Garden. That's where we got to do. Let's go big, Ramon. Come on. How many people? Right, how many? How, how many people is Madison Square Garden hold? I don't know. I have to Google it. Oh, I gotta Google it. Is that is that hey, a challenge, Barbara, Grant? Are you saying if I put a, if you saying Grant, if I t- put an event in Madison Square Garden and produced it, you'd show up, Grant, and I marketed it. And Scott and Glenn were behind you, it. You, hey, bro, look, I got mad respect for you. You cannot fill it up. Okay, I love it. I, and I, and I, I respect you, but like. I love you know, it. All right, all right. I'm just saying it's a, that, that's a beast, bro. Like, people have no idea how hard it is. Fair enough. So maybe it's not anything. MSG. Maybe you, it's a smaller hotel. Who knows? Maybe it's No, not. let's go, man. But me and you together, me and you together, bro, we will have people in the parking lot together. Okay. I'm just saying. Hey, Ramon, I'll get you. See, I'll, I'll get you the next 10x with me, brother. We'll we'll go down and check it out in in February. I yeah, you go. got you got to come see one of my deals yeah. to see like what it takes to man. It takes a lot to fill a place up. You guys all know y'all y'all have oh, yeah. trouble getting somebody to show up for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I t- I'll take care of that. Thank you, Grant. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Hey, Ramon, you can also do you can also do the Prudential Center. It's probably a lot easier to get. Get, get a hold of and get dates for it. just saying not as big but still 25 or 28,000 I appreciate and you wouldn't fill the whole thing you'd only fill the bottom bowl and the floor I love it I love so it maybe 15,000 it's nine o'clock though Scott I love it I love it a- absolutely hey ladies and gentlemen I thank you so much for joining me this morning of course I'm here on Friday mornings and uh, at 8 a.m to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I typically bring guests. Today I had Paul and Kyle, the founders of Automotive State of Union. Union. We also have a SOTUCON coming up in Philadelphia, the 11th through the 13th. I'll be speaking at the event. Of course, I'm an investor along with Liza, Brian Benstock, and others in the Automotive State of the Union. We hope that you can join us there. And I really appreciate a lot of the car people I see joined us this morning. And I appreciate and I always appreciate when... Um, Mr. Grant Cardone, Uncle, my Uncle G, I'm an investor in a lot of his funds, stops in and, and, uh, and contributes. But 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.